Welcome to Manifest the Big Stuff, your weekly check-in and tune-up to empower your intentional manifesting in accord with new paradigms from quantum physics. This is a hard-charging episode and a fun one, all about taking it easier on yourself, about keeping your focus on your true manifesting goal, a goal which will keep you on track and stress-free. Today, I'm going to unmask the incorrect, although logical goals of manifesting that we all naturally assume. I'll reveal how simple and easy it is to focus on and work toward your true manifesting goal. And I'll show you exactly how and why your focus on your true manifesting goal automatically creates a high level of patience. A must for intentional manifestors. I'm Greg Kuhn, the Law of Attraction Science Guy, author of the life-changing Why Quantum Physicist book series, and your host. I'm really looking forward to sharing this episode with you. Let's get started. I've got good news. When it comes to manifesting the big stuff, you only need to have one simple goal. Just one. And believe it or not, your goal is not to manifest your reality. Let me explain what I mean by that. Like every consciousness-possessing time-space event, you already are manifesting your reality every moment of your life. Manifesting reality is what you do. You can't stop. You can't opt out. Thus, that shouldn't be and can't be your manifesting goal. And your goal is not to manifest your reality differently, surprising as that sounds. You can definitely manifest your reality differently. And you will manifest your reality differently. But that goal by itself isn't specific enough. You would be wasting a lot of your time and energy, your most precious assets, with such a shotgun approach. So manifesting your reality differently shouldn't be your manifesting goal. And your manifesting goal is also not to manifest your reality just as you want it. Yes, strangely enough, your one goal is not to manifest your exact desires. That is a great outcome, no doubt, and it will happen. You will manifest desires exactly as you want them. But you won't do that all the time. There are simply too many other factors involved, too many other people, places, and things in play that you're not in control of. And for this reason, making a goal of manifesting your reality just as you want it to be is a setup, and thus should not be your manifesting goal. Your only manifesting goal, the only one you ever need, is simply to manifest your reality intentionally. 
in each moment. At the end of the day, that's all you'll ever be able to do. Fortunately, it's also all you are responsible for doing. And even better, it's all you need to do. The quantum field will take care of the rest. Intentionally manifesting your reality is actually simple. Simply give your best effort to follow form for at least 150 minutes a week in any area of your life you wish to manifest differently. As long as you're persistent with giving your best effort in that way and patient with yourself and with the results, intentional manifesting will not fail you. You can let go of all the pressure. Stop watching the scoreboard. Quit worrying about whether or not your reality will finally arrange itself, will finally change into what you truly desire. All you can do, all you should do, and all you have to do is give your best effort right now in this moment to intentionally manifest your reality as you desire. First, how to be patient with yourself. Don't judge yourself by the results of your efforts. Don't use your material reality to judge yourself. And don't use your feelings either. Your material reality and your feelings should only be used as evidence, as empirical data, to create and adjust your hypotheses or plan for how to best manifest the version of reality you desire. Judge yourself only on whether you're giving your best effort to do that. If you are giving your best effort in this moment to follow form, you are gold. When you're giving your best effort to follow form, but your reality and your feelings are not desirable, adjust your form and adjust your hypothesis. Those outcomes are not evidence of moral failure or weakness, inability. Those outcomes are evidence to adjust what you are doing in accord with what you learn. What do you do when you find that you're not giving your best effort to follow form. That's simple as well. Start following form right now. That's it. It's that simple. There is no need to beat yourself up for having not been following form. Form is a foundational component of intentional manifesting. In running... Form is how you hold your body while you're running. Form in running gives each of your body's muscles and muscle systems a job. Each of them has a job to perform to hold you in optimal position for running. A job to hold your body aloft 
and propel it forward through space and time. There are many pre-established conventions for the best form that a runner should use. They're all based on how to best engage all of your body's muscles and muscle systems to do their job, holding you up and moving you forward through space. In intentional manifesting, form is the best practices and success habits of those who are manifesting the version of reality that you desire. If you desire to manifest a better version of wealth, for example, you want to learn the form of the people manifesting wealth as you desire. You need to learn how they manifest it. How do they support their efforts? What do they do? How do they create more value? What are their expectations? What is their mindset and what do they focus on? How do they prioritize their most valuable resource, their time? Identify the form you'll follow to manifest your desired version of reality by going to the experts and asking those questions. By going to people who have been there and done that and whom you trust to guide you. Learn what people do who are successfully manifesting the reality you desire. Make their form your form. And then give your best effort to follow that form in each moment for at least 150 minutes a week. In science, A hypothesis is a suggestion or an idea based on the current evidence, which is a starting point for further investigation. It's a theory that you will test out. Then, use the data and feedback from your tests to revise or rewrite the hypothesis. In intentional manifesting, your hypothesis is your plan to follow form. Why, what, when, and how will you follow form? And why, what, when, and how will you holistically support giving your best effort to do that? If you are following form to manifest a better version of wealth, for example, what will you do to support your best efforts? How will you build your skills? How will you take care of yourself mentally, emotionally, spiritually, and physically? Who will you learn from? How will you inspire yourself? What changes will you make to how you spend your most valuable resource, your time? Use your material reality, or what you manifest while following form, and the feelings it authentically elicits to revise your form, and to revise your hypothesis for how to follow it in accord with that evidence. Focus on manifesting your reality intentionally rather than perfectly, and you will eliminate a lot of stress. That doesn't mean, of course, 
that you will stop desiring the reality you want. It simply means that you can stop putting pressure on yourself and the quantum field to manifest exactly what you want when you want it. You already know that putting that kind of pressure on yourself and the quantum field is a recipe for frustration, for a shutting down of creativity, and often for suffering. I'm sure you, like me, desire to master intentional manifesting, whatever that might mean for you. In his book, Outliers, Malcolm Gladwell famously referenced a study by a Florida State University psychology professor named Anders Ericsson, which found that it takes about 10,000 hours of practice to become a master at something. Obviously, anything requiring 10,000 hours of your time will stand to benefit and sometimes even require your patience. We're all definitely accustomed to instant connections and immediate feedback and results. I'm sure I'm not alone in getting frustrated when an app doesn't open immediately, even though I remember a world where apps didn't exist. Who would willingly return to the old days of tech, except maybe a Luddite? And to that end, get ready, because quantum computing is about to explode, and that will make our current technology seem like we're using rocks and sticks. Soon, it will be even harder to tell where humans end and technology begins. We'll become even more intertwined, which will be great for humans and for technology. Consider for a moment the experiences that we facilitate for technology. Interwoven with us, technology gets to experience biology. We offer tech experiences it cannot have by itself. Technology needs humans. Not to mention that if any of this unnerves you, consider that it's already happened. A few years ago, at a talk in Louisville, Kentucky, I heard someone ask Ray Kurzweil about this. Ray Kurzweil is a genius, a futurist and an inventor who many consider a modern-day amalgamation of Einstein and Edison. He is, for example, the inventor of speech-to-text technology. And someone asked him, do you envision humans integrating so fully with machines that our brain's capacity is expanded? To which Kurzweil replied, we've already done that. And then he held up his smartphone. If we transported a human from a mere 70 years ago to our modern day, they would look at us and they would consider us to have already become human-machine hybrids by their standards. It's all in your perspective. Actually, Gladwell omitted an important part of Erickson's research. Even more important than the 10,000 hours of practice is how good your teacher is. Having a teacher who can really show you what to focus on in key moments, 
can actually shorten the time required considerably. At the end of the day, however, you can't know how many hours of practice it will take for you to master intentionally manifesting the big stuff, those areas of your life most important to you. You can definitely find great coaching. You can ensure you have the best teacher possible to guide you. But you can't dictate the outcomes of your efforts. You can't prescribe the growth of your abilities. But why worry or fret anyway when your goal isn't to manifest your reality like a master? Although that's a desirable outcome, your goal, after all, is simply to manifest your reality intentionally to the best of your ability, following form in this area of your life and using your material reality and your feelings as feedback or evidence to adjust your hypothesis for how to best follow that form and thus give yourself the best opportunity to manifest the reality you truly desire. As you spend your time manifesting your reality intentionally, your ability to intentionally manifest the big stuff as you truly desire will grow. But manifesting them exactly as you want isn't and doesn't ever need to be your goal anyway. Patience simply keeps things as easy, simple, and low-key as possible. Patience helps you stop looking so hard for it. It helps you stop hawkeyeing your material reality and wondering, where is it? It should have been here by now. I've done so much work. Is it ever going to manifest? Patience is a key ally for intentional manifesting. And intentional manifesting gives you patience. They go together like chocolate and peanut butter, like a hand and glove. And now, my quantum tip. A brief, powerful takeaway that you can employ right now. Have you ever said, it's only a small step forward, it's nothing? I've been known to say that on occasion, belittling what I've done, deeming it to be an insignificant accomplishment, because it was only one step, and I have so many more steps to go to get where I truly desire. But really, there is no such thing as an insignificant step. Literally, taking this step is the most important thing you can ever do to complete a journey. Because you can't take a next step without first taking this one. Knowing this, you can confidently relish and even celebrate this step, the one you're taking, because this step completes your entire journey just as much as any other one you take. What a gift that you've spent this time with me. You'll possess nothing more valuable than the time you have, and there is no gift more precious that you can give. I'll continue working diligently 
to earn that gift. If you've enjoyed this episode, please recommend Manifest the Big Stuff to a friend. Your recommendation will mean a lot to your friend and to me. And as a way to thank you for doing that, I want to invite you to my website, whyquantumphysicists.com, where you can download a free book I have for you called How Reversing Seven Words Can Change Your Life. This book is a great introduction to new paradigms from quantum physics, and it's culled directly from my manifesting lifestyle. I want you to have it, just as I want you to return to manifest the big stuff so that we can share more of our time together as we manifest the big stuff together. 